I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place is a 2018 horror film directed by John Krasinski and written by Brian Woods and Scott Beck. It follows the Abbott family, who are forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. In this post-apocalyptic world, all it takes is one noise for everything to go wrong. It's a pretty good movie, boys. Yeah, it's real fucking good. Boys, you're too fucking loud. Please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Great premise. How often do we watch a film and we go, oh, the premise is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't really work. This is like great premise and like nearly perfect execution. Yeah. That, that was literally the first note I took on watching this, and it, it was a rewatch. This is probably the first rewatch I think I've ever had. I was going to say, this is one of your few rewatches. Yeah, which is quite exciting. Um, but yeah, my first note was like, the concept is literally perfect, but without the right story to hang it on, it, would, it could have been utter garbage. Like, that's what you're saying. We've seen this before, where you've had a great concept, but yep. the story itself. And I like, even for my own writing, I, I've often. I've kind of learned this where I'll, I'll have a great idea for a story, whether it's got a supernatural fantasy sci-fi element. And the idea is really exciting. And then I'm like, but Damo, what actually takes place? And I've got no fucking idea. Like, I don't know what the story is yet. Yeah. yeah they've kind of like, it's a high concept idea. Mm. And then this, you could have spun this a thousand different ways. So it mm-hmm. just depends what you choose to focus on. And I think it's great that they just picked a single family living on a farm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just great. To me, this is what drives the story is it's just, it's a brilliant family drama, which happens to have, it's that thing we talk about with The Descent, where you take the monsters, I guess this needs the monsters, but even without it, you've still got like really good family stories going on about grief and all those sort of elements. Yeah, I would argue you could take the monsters out because really, yes, they've used the monsters well in the monsters are have created the inciting incident, which is the loss of their son. Yeah. But really, you could have a son die for any number of reasons, and that's still this this wound this family is sharing, and, and basically, mm-hmm. it gives the reason for all of their all of their conflict and drama. And I think the reason it nails the concept and also then the actual execution so well is because they take a concept which is a high concept of this sound being dangerous, which is mm. just fucking clever and very good for a horror movie. Yeah. They then take just the idea of a grief and a family and they're struggling. And then you're like, 
it ties into the concept because the family cannot communicate effectively anymore. Yeah. Like, they, they can't talk. Right. They do sign language, which is good, mm-hmm. but only gets you so far. They can't speak to one another. Like, literally, the problems they have are that they cannot speak, and then the problems they have is that they cannot speak. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. It works so beautifully and so perfectly. That's right. And now. again, like, this is where taking the... Th- Taking that high concept, picking apart what is the actual theme of it, like what is the what is what is the thematic threads that we can use in the dramatic story, yep. and then making sure that it covers both sides of the story. Fucking amazing, honestly. Tight ninety, tight, tight ninety, and I mean it. It really does fly. Mm. Yeah, but it's amazing when you remove. Like we talk, we talk a lot when we consume movies. Mm. You want to, you know, uh, show don't tell, and basically the entire film is that. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they pull it off is really I'm just I'm kind of blown away by it. Yeah. I mean, this is this is one of the best movies we've watched for this show. I, I really love it. I've, I think I've watched it 3 times now. Yeah. Yep. And I'll I'll happily rewatch this. I love it so much. Couldn't agree more, dude. Like even I was on this rewatch that that opening act is almost perfection itself. Like it, it is literally like, "Hey, here's what we're capable of, and then we're going to spend the next 80 minutes showing you that we can really pull it off." Like, yeah, yeah. it sets up the world, it sets up the characters, it sets up the threat so well. Like, it is mm-hmm. so tense, even though we don't see them. Like, we don't see the monster right until the very end, mm. um, and even then, we kind of we do see the monster, and it's if anything, it just makes it a bit more terrifying because the the appearance of the monster isn't terrifying. It's it's the fact that it might see you. Like, it's a real reversal there. We get a decent look at it in that first sequence. Yeah. Very early. Like, mm. it's a it's a pretty quick look, but, you know, it's... A, a lot of films would hide that until the end. Mm. This, it, like, this reminded me a bit of Signs because it is that sort of alien monster threat to a, a certain extent. It's a family on a farm. Sure, yeah. But where it excels where Signs fell apart is when you actually get that prolonged look at the monster at mm. the end... I think the design of it is fucking incredible, to be honest. Mm. The, the the close-ups of the ear and, like, the inner workings of that, it's like it would have been so easy. This is a low-budget film, mm-hmm. obviously. You can just tell by looking at it. Mm. They've put the exact right amount into that design because it looks incredible. Yes, yeah. And even the little, the like, the ear itself obviously is phenomenal. Um, but the little the shell on its yes. head being able to like pop out and oh, move, and, yeah. it's so grotesque. Like even when it's when the the ringing from the um, cochlear implant is is making it spasm. Like it all, it's almost more grotesque in that moment. You know, yeah. It's one of those things where you get lots of prolonged looks at it mm. at various points in the film, but they don't show you heaps. Yeah, like you don't really get the really good looks at its ears and its head until like the last third of the film really yep. for the most part you kind of get you see the flash at the start then you don't see anything mm. for ages but you know what they are exactly yeah, yeah and you know that if you make a sound you are dead mm. so you know you don't need to you don't need to show us it again they don't they don't do that thing which i think size does in the back half where they show it to you and then they just keep showing it to you for a while right like they do some nice creative things with it in that movie mm. with the sort of TV reflection. But after a while, you have just been looking at it for ages. Mm. These things are either constantly moving or are shown... Like, even that, that sequence with um, the flooding basement and the baby's bassinet yeah, is floating. Yeah, yeah. That creature's in the corner for ages. Right. Yeah. But it's but you don't care that you're seeing it because you're not, you're not focusing on that. You're like, that baby doesn't have a lid on it. Yeah. One. Two, it's a baby. <laughs> it's going to cry. Yeah. There's water. You can't move quietly through water. There are so many... Yeah. So many fucking stressful problems in that movie, which brings me to the next point about why it's so really well done is not only is it full of heart and great characters mm. and, and a great concept and all this great stuff working together, it is the tensest 90 minutes 
of all fucking time. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you watch this movie, you can't shit for two days. <laughs> did you see it in a Your cinema? Your body is so clenched. Did, you, did we all see it in a cinema originally? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah did. it's like... Normally, when I'm watching a movie, I feel awkward eating snacks. I wait for like an action scene. <laughs> this movie was off its dick. I was like, why did I even bother buying popcorn? Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like I could eat it. <laughs> well, that actually brings me to a good fun fact, which is that although the film was definitely a box office success, movie theater businesses were not enthusiastic about it for the exact reason that you're saying, which is that many audiences screenings grew so quiet that they didn't want to buy stuff from the concession stands. They didn't want to eat food or anything through it. And so there was a notable loss of income for the movie theatres. I love that. For anyone who doesn't know, the theatres make pretty much all their money from the concession stand rather than the actual film. That's it. So, yeah, they would be fucking livid. Yeah. And that's the thing. I love that. Even, like, uh, watching this movie again, like, I don't know if you guys found this. I I 100% reckon you did. Afterwards, you you are talking so softly. Like, you just... Yeah. And you, you kind of, like... You're moving slower and like, and I like, I love the, the, the detail in the early, in the first, the first half of the, I guess the second act where we're seeing the family go about their business and we're, and the, the details of all the little bits of like, um, like the felt board game, you know, that sort of thing, the sand yep. that they walk on. There's all these great details that is there like the, oh, the one that got me this time on the rewatch was the painted on spots on the creaky floors where you can yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I, not- I didn't notice that when I watched it before, but this time, yep. yeah. And on the stairs as well, so yep. the stairs don't creak. Yep. Like it's so thought out and that's that's the least of your problems walking on those stairs. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, the, like the detail, they, they, this world was really like, it was such a contained world, but they'd really thought it through and had some wonderful details. And then the performances were also fucking phenomenal. Emily yeah. Blunt is a Jet. John Krasinski has never been better than in this movie, both in directing and acting. Yeah. And then the kids, that Mil- the girl who plays Millicent, I-, I can't remember her name, unfortunely. She's great. I think that is a, yeah. Uh, Millicent Simmons, I think, is the actress. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've written Millicent Correct. down. Yeah, yeah right. Um, oh, yeah. The character's name is Regan. And then even the, yeah. the, the kid, Marcus, uh, Noah Jupe. He's phenomenal. I was watching his performance in this thing going, how do you know how to act that terror? Like, especially because he's the fearful child, she's the angry child. Like, yeah. they're both nail their performances. Yep. Like, again, so much of this movie is empathy. All that tension comes from empathy with these characters that we almost immediately love, especially because, again, the high stakes of killing the youngest child who's cute as a button in the first 10 minutes, like, that is both brave and genius because it, mm. it just sets the scene both for us as an audience in being afraid for them, but also empathising with them. Yep. Fucking great. Yep. What's your favourite scene? Oh, I got two. Yeah. Um, I love the one where he's working away in his little basement thing, yep. and she comes down, and they basically they had that dance scene together. Right. I love yes. that, because it's just like two grieving parents who are just like trying to deal together. And I just think uh, it probably adds to it the fact that they're actually married in real life, but the performance, everything about that scene just works beautifully. Yeah. And the second one, yep. the one I probably love the most is right at the end when he signs to her that I have always loved you. Oh, yeah. It's powerful, Sean. That's one of the most powerful things yes. I've ever seen in yep. cinema. And I read that it originally was just in the script as I love you. And the actress came up to John Krasinski and suggested, make it I, I've always loved you. Yep. And he just started crying. He's like, we've got to do that. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Like that actually makes it so yep. much better. Because it's, it's, it's not that I love you because I'm dying. It's that. Yeah. The entire time, I've never thought it was your fault. Yeah, yep. I've never hated you ever, and it ties in beautifully with that conversation he has with his son earlier at the mm. waterfall, 
where he's like tells him that, and the son's like, "Well, you need to tell her that, yeah, because yeah. she doesn't believe it." But isn't it great how they they tie that all together at the end with just five words? Yes, yeah. exactly. And right. It says so much more than the three words that it could have been. Like it's so good. That's it, exactly. If he just said, "I love you," it's or that's almost saying, "I forgive you." Yes. Yeah. Even though there's nothing to forgive, by saying, "I've always loved you," is saying there is nothing to forgive. Yeah. Like the subtext is off its fucking dick, and yeah. I've never said that sentence before, but it so <laughs> is. But it's but it's so well done, and even in that scene, like it's such a beautiful moment too, because again. There's so much happening in this. You get that, and then you get the fact that Marcus, the cowardly brother, is the one who moves the car. That's yes. great. He's the one who takes the oh. action to get them back to the yeah. house. It's not the sister. Yeah. Because she's still caught on that moment. He's like, I've got to be the brave one. Here. Yeah. I've got to get us out. I've got to save us. But that comes back That comes back to earlier when he doesn't want to go out with the dad. And the mum's all yeah. like, you've got to learn these things because you've got to look after me. You've got to look after us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it works. The movie works on a lot of levels. It's beautiful. It's Fucking good. If if I've picked my favourite scene, boys, it's mm. there's heaps of it. Those two are great. The birth scene is off its fucking head, but oh yeah, the most intense scene in the whole movie is when they find the man in the woods and his wife's dead. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and he's yep. choosing to kill him to suicide by monster. Yep, and you can tell he's basically made the decision to do it, and then he sees them, and there's a moment where he's like, I can't. They're here, but also I'm done. I'm I'm done. Yeah, right. yeah, and the 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 scrunched up face before he yells, and just the terror in John Krasinski's eyes, where he's like, "We're going to die." Mm. How good is that conflict that you see within oh. him? Like his mouth's twitching because he's like, "I have to do this, yeah. but I I don't like they're going to get hurt, but I have to do it. Fuck it, I'm dead inside. Yeah, there's nothing left. Yeah." yeah. That's it. And like, yeah, that he doesn't want to lose his nerve in the moment because he's already committed to it. Um, I wanted to talk about the sound in this movie because obviously the sound is incredible. Like uh, Sound of Metal does it really well because, again, you've got a deaf character. Um, and this movie does it really well, yes, because we've got a deaf character and we going to her perspective, again, raises the stakes so high immediately because she's so we realize how oblivious she is. To the those monsters approaching her, but it also just yeah it puts us so much into her mindset and her point of view, and it's also unsettling. Like to had to cut from sound to nothing, yeah, is just awful. And then the I can't remember. I did have a fact about the amount of dialogue in this film, and I can't actually remember what it was. It's twenty five lines. Fantastic, thank you, yeah. Sean. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, twenty five lines of spoken dialogue. Spoken dialogue. Yeah. Obviously, got the sign language. Yeah, yeah. They they weren't going to add subtitles for the sign language, and then I think they did like you know preview screenings, and there's yeah. the scene where um, the dad's trying to give her the new implant, and she's getting angry because she says it never works. Yeah, and they were like, oh no, we. Because most of the other interactions you can kind of put together with context, but when yeah. it's like an extended scene like that, you're like, no, no, we need to sort of hear what's going on. Yeah. Because otherwise it just looks like she's saying, fuck you for giving me implants. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the other beautiful moment is at the end, right towards the end where they're huddling in the basement for the, like they run into the basement and she's allowed into the basement for the first time and she sees all of the implants that he's been trying to fix. Fantastic. Huge. And it's just like, he's just the last however many days it's been. Mm. And that's the other fucking incredible, like I forgot watching the movie, like A, how short it is, but also it takes place over the course of 48 hours. Right, right. Mm. It's two days, really. It's like the first, like early on is whatever, but over the actual core of the, the plot of the movie is a day and a night, yeah. and then another day. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole plot of the film. And the first day, you only see them like their normal home life, and mm. then the next day is the whole kind of day. Not quite in real time, but, you know, you see this sort of extended day. Yeah. yeah. I love the rocket scene as well, actually. Just like mm. that's when that just sort of everything builds and the music kicks in and he's running with the shotgun and the fireworks are going off and it's yeah. like, that's when she, the movie's And she just screams peaking. in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. that's it's yeah. so good. Everything, every layer of the movie's working perfectly then. Oh, this movie hums. Like, it's 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 almost a perfect piece of cinema in my mind. I was even, I even had a note, which is again, something I've 
only caught on the rewatch. So you, you mentioned they call the fireworks rockets. They don't call them fireworks. Likewise, the sun wants a spaceship. All of these are like things to get you off this broken planet. Like the subtext is so inbuilt in every little yeah. element. I just, I'm so impressed by it. Like it's, it's a near, and like, I know this script did sort of hang around. I don't know if it made it to the blacklist, but it did sort of hang around in like, oh, this is a good fucking script. It just needs yep. the right people behind it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then obviously somehow Krasinski got on board. And even then I think it was presented to Krasinski and he was like, oh, I don't really do horror. And then he read the script. He's like, yes, I will do horror and I will direct it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and basically Emily Blunt, read it as well and said, great, I want to be in it too because this is a great fucking well, script. Wasn't it that great story where and originally she's like, no, nah, I, I can't play your wife. Mm. That's too, I can't do it. Here's an actor you should consider. And then she read it on a plane. And when the plane landed, she rang him and was like, have you called so-and-so? And he's like, no, I'm about to. She's like, don't. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, Man, it just powerful. works. Yeah. I love it so much. And then the other thing I want to talk about, which is the raising of the stakes. Like, like I'm always impressed when a movie does it. I think because in my own writing, it's a weakness where I don't always push it as hard as I can. This movie pushes it. Like straight away having a pregnant woman at, during a time where you can make zero sound is in- exceptional. And then obviously, yeah, she fucking steps on that nail and can't scream. Like, the, like even in the first scene when... She literally is watching her baby boy die and you just see her hands over her mouth holding in a scream. Like, that will never not be powerful for me. Mm. That a mother is watching her kid die and can't even let out a guttural scream. <sighs> and then the, and then when the water comes in and it's like, you're like, okay, they've got safety. The basement is soundproofed. The baby's soundproofed. Okay, things are looking pretty good. No, the water starts flooding in. Like, it really, yeah. at every single turn, it does not hold back. It goes for the next thing and the next thing. Mm. And it always works so well. Like, it's always worth doing because then our characters have to elevate. They need to be better than the problem which just fucking makes us love them. And I do. I love this family so much. But then and again, same raising of the stakes. Just they do it so subtly, but all of a sudden, all of them are separated. Mm. You're just like, oh, none of them are where they're supposed to be. Yeah, right. Very organic. Like they have all these, like that's the great thing about the world building is they build these great systems and all these great ideas and Mm. then all of them fail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just thinking, my girlfriend said the funniest thing when we watched this because she watched it years ago but had sort of forgotten the major beats of it and we get to when the dad gets killed at the end Mm. and she was like, she was very emotional. She was like, I forgot that I forgot that the dad died. Did that happen last time? I'm like, did that happen last time? What you <laughs> yeah, you've, you've showed her the dead dad cut, which is, you know, what when, when you set out to watch a movie, Sean's like, is there a movie version of this movie where maybe the dad is distant or right. dead? Because oh, uh, that's my sweet spot. Well, I also wanted to talk about the Krasinski scream, as I'm calling it, because oh. I think it could be up there with the Wilhelm scream. It is guttural. It is heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, the the tenor is like, first of all, it's like a bit more deep, and then it goes high-pitched as his voice like breaks and cracks. Yeah. Fuck! It's beautiful. It's powerful. This should have won an Oscar. Did it? Did it get nominated for anything? It wasn't. It wasn't for best picture. I I will assume it was nominated for like sound and some technical stuff. Sure. Yeah. Surely. Because I don't recognize horror, but honestly, it is a, mm. it is an incredible film. It should have been. I mean, it's way better than like what year did it come out? Like if if you have a look at like I'm, I'm assuming it came out the year that Green Book came out, and that movie absolutely sucks <laughs> shit. So might have been the year after that. It was 2018 that it came out. Uh, no, I think that's Green Book. Uh, maybe. So it'd be the 2019 Oscars. Yeah, Green Book, same year. Was it really? Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, there you go. Mm. I mean, mm. the Oscars are full of shit. Yeah. Unless we win one and then they're okay. <laughs> no, it's still full of shit. We just, yeah, we just own a shitty award now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, I just quickly want to talk, before we move on, I just quickly also want to talk about the ending because, again, something on this rewatch that came to me was how subtly and perfectly they laid in the road to victory. Yeah. Because this movie's so good, you're almost not even thinking about it. You're just surviving. You're just impressed by the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So that when the cochlear implant comes in and she manages to amplify it, you're like, oh, fuck, of course. Yes. Like, yeah. it, it, it was like, it was there. It wasn't like so subtle that you're like, oh, I didn't even see it coming at all. But I almost forgot about it because I was mm. just engaged so much. And then when it came through, it really did hit me as exactly what it's meant to do. That glimmer of hope. Yeah. That normally it's a glimmer of hope for the audience, but any well-trained cinema goer can be like, oh, okay, that's going to come in at the second act turn. Great. Yeah. But for this one, I almost didn't because it's just, there's so much else going on and it comes through so organically and so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. Like the fact, again, the movie ends with like, there's a lot of, this is the thing. There is a lot of bleak. It's a very tense film. It is, Mm. you don't get a chance to breathe very much. And there's a lot of bleak shit happening in this movie. The kid dies in the first, like, fucking 10 fucking seconds, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you, your dad dies, that old man, it's bleak the whole yeah, way through. Yeah. To end on that final, like, shot mm. of her relief and she cocks the shotgun and it's so loud. Yeah. And you're like, good. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, we don't, okay, there's a sequel. But at the time <laughs> it came out, you didn't know there was going to be a sequel. So it's like, they may not survive this, but they're going to give it a red hot go and that's... That's what I want out of oh, my horror. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. my heart exploded. <laughs> I, don't, I Like, there are some fucking terrific action movies out there. I don't know if any of them have managed to affect me the way the way Emily Blunt cocking that shotgun does. Like, I'm fucking jazzed. Like, and it's also just so... It's such a release as well, I think, that finally we've got some firepower against these fucking things. Like, yeah. And they work together. Uh, yeah, exactly right. And that's exactly what it is. It's just... It's the culmination of... Everything we've we've had in this across this whole movie, and even then, it's not done to be like this giant action scene. It's not like this fucking cut in, and she's looking like a badass warrior. She's looking like a mum who's cocking a shotgun and is is the most sure of herself in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that is exactly what that moment needs, and it fucking man jazzed is the term I would use. <laughs> <laughs> this horror movie made me feel jazzed. Yeah, I was jazzed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the horror side of it. So, were we scared? Heaps. Oh, my God, so much. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Scariest bit is the one you mentioned before, Tom, I think, for me, is just that shot of the kid walking in the forest, and then you just see out of focus something. And mm. your heart fucking stops, and yep. then you just see the old man like that. That was that's terrifying. That scene, mm, mm, and the kid yeah. you talked to Damo about his acting. He fucking sells the fear so yep. much. It's just great. It blows me away, honestly. Like he's got so much going on in his face. Like I, I generally don't even know how he did. It. Like unless this kid is just a genuinely fearful kid, in which case, yeah, I, I relate to you, dude. Yeah, but yeah, he is like, and even when um. In, at the waterfall scene, when he is so scared and Krasinski's trying to like convince him, yep. it's okay, you know, we've, yeah, okay. we've got the white noise, we've got the waterfall, yep. and like he's just he's a rabbit ready to run, like it's fucking perfection. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I love. They give you the waterfall thing, and it just sets up perfectly what they're going to do with the fireworks when the mum's giving birth to the kid. Yep, like it's exactly. Just great. Yep. And again, when the water's flooding and she moves behind that, yeah, that tiny temporary waterfall. Yep, so good, dude. Whereas I think a lesser film would just do that, and you'd be like, oh, that's a bit dumb. But no, it works because they've given you the rules of the world it's fantastic that scene you just mentioned that is another horrifying one when you see it there in the basement and then it goes underwater and you're just like oh "Oh, yeah fuck off that duck dive under like it immediately goes underwater so you're like oh this thing's gonna do fine underwater and then it just its face just comes up right in front of the crib and you're just like Mm. this this movie Fucking hell. It's fucked. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's fucked. And on top of that is the fear of, of Regan, right? I, mm. it's, I didn't think about it in the moment, but it's one of those ones you think about more after the film and it's quite scary. Imagine living in that world where sound gets you killed and you have no idea how loud you are. Yeah, yeah. Like yep. she's just walking along, and for all we know, she's just like stomping along. Like, how do you? How do you? That? How do you teach a kid who cannot hear how to be quiet? Yeah, right. that's fucked. Who doesn't that's have a fucked. concept of what quiet is? Like, mm. quiet is just that's just my life. Yeah, but I assume everything's quiet. And like, and that's and it's used so effectively so many times. Like that tension and awful moment where she's in the cornfield and yep. it's just behind her. Yeah, that's the one. And it's like she, she's like thankfully not being very loud, but like mm-hmm. you know. And the, when her brother falls into the grain silo, yep. and she has no idea because she's got it back to him. Right. Like they they use it so effectively for dread, and that that's the thing is you can't. This movie does not let you relax from the minute it starts. Mm-hmm. Until Emily Blunt clocks that shotgun. The reason that feels so powerful, I think, mm. Damo, for you is you relax. The minute yeah. she pumps that gun, your body relaxes. Yeah. Your muscles will unclench. <laughs> you exhale for the first time in 90 minutes. You should have passed out <laughs> yeah. fucking 85 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking terrifying. And like there's 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 some jump scares, but it doesn't rely on them. No, it just no. relies on yeah. relentless tension. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think the jump scares are all non- Monster related, right? Yeah, I think it's like as far as I'm aware, animals landing in front of the window when he's looking out yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah, and just sudden sounds. Like I think the first time a sound really belts you is when they knock over the uh, the lantern when they're playing Monopoly or whatever it is. Mm. The mm. sound design, like they've obviously turned it way up. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's so effective. Like, and then even then, because silence becomes scary because yeah. of what's going to break that silence. You know. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Um, well, another scene I wanted to talk about on the where we scared was that silo scene because that, again, there is multiple layers of terrifying in that scene in that one, we're, we're waiting for dad to get to them, but that's going to take fucking ages. They are literally drowning in grain, in corn, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and Holly was telling me apparently that's very much a thing. Uh, there is yeah. a certain amount of people every year who basically 
die in grain silos or corn silos because, yeah, yeah, there's no air and they just fall straight through. That takes you back to like a childhood fear that I think everyone who's our age had, which is quicksand. Oh, yeah, quicksand was going to be a massive problem in my mind as an adult. I haven't counted it, never. (laughs) Yeah, so quicksand is corn. Yeah, yeah, apparently, Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Quick corn. (laughs) (laughs) And again, and then, yeah, the monster's coming, they're being loud. The door almost fucking hits Noah, the kid. Like, yeah. it's just got so much going on in such a short time span. Where, again, you're like, how can this get worse? Oh, that's how it's going to get worse. Okay, great. Yeah. And and again, she's trying to tell him that the way you survive is you stay still. Mm. Like, don't, like, move slow. Don't move quick. But she's signing it to him and he's panicking yeah. and he cannot see it. Exactly, dude. Yeah. So many things. Movie. Fuck. <laughs> Leave some things for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, what about our characters? I think I already know the answer here, but did our characters act wisely or foolishly? Uh, boys, <laughs> I feel like maybe this might shock you, and maybe okay. Dad, Sean and I are on the same thing, because I think our characters, while they do some incredible stuff, mm. and they, they do some really good stuff. Dumb as shit, Tom. Dumb as shit. Oh, get out. The ab- Dumb fucking idiots. The boy. Exhibit A. The boy. No, no, not the boy. Right. The boy. The boys, yeah, look, the boy makes him... But he's a boy, not his fault. Yeah. Not anyone's fault. Yeah. The mistake is, right, they choose... To have another baby in an environment where sound kills you. Yep. Ha- don't bring a kid into that world. I'm going to assume the kid's an accident. The kid is so not an accident. I, I had the same thing. I even made a note. Yeah, crazy to have a baby. And I do agree with you. They chose to do that? They chose to do it. Of course they did. They lost their son. Yeah. It's, this is, they're hoping this will heal their family. Of, I think I can understand it from are. a grief point of view. But yes. like in the world that you live in, come right. on. Come on, Johnny boy. Johnny K, pull out. Jeez. <laughs> Put it away. Holster. Holster that weapon. Fuck, uh, mate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, you're not wrong. I, I will 100% give you that one. It is madness to have a baby in this fucking world. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, again, I feel like I could at least empathize with why they did it, even if I don't agree with why they did mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I understand it completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Dumb as fucks on earth. Um, <laughs> I think that the kid, when he's out after the rocket scene and he's in like the cornfield and he hears a sound and his instinct is to then run through the corn, it's like, come on, mate, just stand still. What are you fucking yeah, doing? Yeah, look, you're right. And like moving through corn is that's the loudest thing that he could have done right. in that moment. Corn's always the worst in horror films. It's just the fucking worst. There is, yeah. it's never been, it's it's never been a positive thing. No, no character has ever entered a cornfield in a horror movie and had a good time. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And then he and then he does knock himself out. So I guess I've got to give you that one yeah. too. That's yeah. the movie being like karma for being a dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, look, baby boy also grabbing the batteries. Come on, like oh uh, no, okay, dude. so that's a parenting fault because they they tell him off. They diffuse the situation and then literally mm. every member of that family leaves the shop and lets the kid leave last. What do you think he's going to fucking do? Krasinski yeah, yeah. should have grabbed it. He should have put the batteries in his pocket or something. Mm. Take the batteries out of the equation. Oh, it's, yeah. I think it's the dad's fault, to be honest. Okay. I think he knows that it's his fault. Yeah. That's what I That's what I get from watching the movie. Well, the beauty is literally everyone blames themselves for it. We see, like, literally see Emily Blunt's character say, I could have been holding him. I could, like, I had the bag on, yeah, but my arms were free. Yeah. Obviously, the daughter feels guilty because she gave him the thing after dad said no. Yeah, I think you're right. Dad feels guilty. For I think the, the son probably feels said. guilty too because I think he was sick. So he was being carried and he's like, if dad wasn't yep. carrying well, me, he's he would the have reason been they go to him. the shop in the first place. Yep. So everyone's got medicine, guilt. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it's the dad's. Well, I mean, it's the it's both parents' fault. Like you should just not. You should have. Or one, the parents should be walking at the rear of the group. Yeah, like one of the yeah. parents. Just don't let the kid. Like don't leave the kid as the last one in the shop with the batteries. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Or even the last... If you're walking through a monster-infested monster land... <laughs> yeah. Don't have him at the back. Yeah, it's crazy. Even if even if you put the elder sister at the back, because mm. she's a bit more responsible, yep. right? Put put him... Don't put him on the periphery. Yeah, because they're not looking back enough. He's the yeah, he's no. like, what? I think he's four years old. Yeah, he's four. What's to stop him just wandering off? Or do yeah, it like yeah. you know what I mean? He doesn't understand the situation yet. He does to some extent, but yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I honestly can't believe it. It's such a failing of, of of the parents. But again, I guess like we need that to then. Oh, have we do. The we need drama. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know who is the cleverest man in the movie? Mm-hmm. Old man. Yeah, just kill yourself. <laughs> he's he's ready to go, and he's just like, I'm gonna yell. Yeah. All right. Well, boys, uh, how would we deal with this situation? Oh, we are so yeah, I'm dead. dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead first. I'll tell you why. Okay. My girlfriend. For the entire time I've known her, has had a bad cough. She'll cough and we'll just die. Oh my god! And on top of that, my dog, my dog, he'll just bark. Yeah. So, like, honestly, I was watching this film and I had this thought where I'm like, my god, in order to survive, I have to like abandon my dog. <laughs> you have to abandon. So I, so it can't happen. Therefore, I die very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I look. I, 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 I think I'm dead very quick too, just because I am an obnoxiously loud person. Just yeah. In general, <laughs> but also true. the main thing is, like, here's a here's a question for you. In the Quiet Place universe, what if you get the runs? Ooh, oh, yeah. Shit. What if you have to do a monster shit? What do you do? Do you just shit your pants because it's quieter, I guess? I don't fucking know. <laughs> do you shit into a pillow? Yeah. Like, how, how do you stop a noisy go, shit? Go even just one more back. Just a fart. Yeah. What if you just got a yeah. big old fart brewing? Yeah. I think you need like you need like a pillow to muffle. Yeah. Imagine that. What happened to Tom? Ah, <laughs> oh, he farted. <laughs> Huge chance. Huge chance. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd forget and like... Like, I'm pretty good at being quiet, but I'm also one of those people that, like, gets the giggles when I have to be quiet. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. just, like, I'd see a duck fall over, giggle, yeah, and die. Yeah, that's your dad. Yeah. I either giggle or fart and I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, also, we're in the city. Like, it's, I think, is, is it easier to defend yourself and to create a bit of a, a space when you're out on a farm? Although the city is louder, there's more distractions here. Are we probably capable of, like, bunkering down? Better? I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's my thinking on it. So I, I could see one clear way to keep living. I don't know if it's necessarily practical, but like clearly if you have if you live behind a waterfall, you're basically always safe. Like you've got a steady stream of white noise. Mm. Okay. So that's my thing is that we need to get to even like a babbling brook of some kind. So at least we can whisper to each other. Tom can have a cheeky little fart, a little squeaker, nothing too big, you know. Just go on for a walk to, a, to do it. And if you need to do a big one, go to the mm. waterfall. Right, I'll just get in the water and fart in the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, my thinking was like, cool, is there a way you could live near, super close to the water so it's kind of always blanketing your sound? Yeah, I wonder, you don't get a sense of... The, the larger world in this. I think he tries to, you know, radio into certain things. Mm. But, like, would it be a situation where the army could, like, centralise a lot of noise, attract all the creatures there, and then just bomb them? Oh, that's So good. maybe, like, maybe living in the city's a good thing because maybe they'll fix the cities first and it's just, like, the farm people that are, are copying the, the dregs of the alien race <laughs> at the end of this thing. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I reckon, though, the issue is the military mobilising. Mm. Make noise. Yeah, they probably got wiped out. Yeah. I mean, we'll find that's out true. in the sequel, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what hap- what's happening in the larger world. For sure. World. Well, like, even, like, the, the very first scene that we see, we're obviously already, it's deserted, is day 89 yeah. All it's taken is three short months and yeah. things have fucked. I'm like, mm. yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> that's that's probably true. Mm. So, if we can survive past day 89, if we can find some place to bunker down, yeah, I think that's about as good as, like, again, I guess we've got to give ourselves the same chance as these characters. If we go to somewhere by the sea, by the ocean, Ooh, like a lighthouse, yes. roaring winds, crashing waves, 
Yeah. You know? I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get there, though. Yeah, that's the problem. So, our, if, we, if there was a Quiet Place movie about the, the three of us, it'll be getting to, like, the round the twist lighthouse. <laughs> that's that's our journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long it's a long way. You've just got to set, like, a news alert on your phone and then, like, the first hint of anything bad in the car to the lighthouse. No, not the car. Not the car. No, not the car. No. Nah. car makes noise. <sighs> yeah. What if you're driving and it happens? How quick are they? They're pretty quick. They're pretty fucking quick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the other thought I had was they know there's three of them in the area. Like, that's on one of his maps in the background. Do you do you just fucking go, let's set a trap? Like, is there a way to, to trap and kill these things? Like, obviously, you know you've got the bait. Make some fucking noise. Yeah. So, so like, is there a point there where you, it's, you could potentially set up a, a thing that would actually kill them? I think you would get to that point, wouldn't you? Like, if you're, yep. if you're Johnny Boy, hmm. they have that nice scene, uh, you know, the lighting of the beacons type thing. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, yeah. Would you try and venture out to these other people's properties and try and sort of come up with some sort of plan? Or mm. Yeah, like, if you have, like, a little fucking creepy wind-up clapping monkey toy or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, they've got the egg timer that they use specifically yeah. for that. Yeah, beautiful. So, yeah, the egg timer. And then, like, yeah, either you're surrounded with guns or you literally have, like, a trap that falls on it. I don't know. Like, obviously, they yeah. they can literally cut through metal. So, that is tough. Like, he jumps out of the silo. The thing cuts through the silo. Johnny Boy's pretty crafty. I think he could make a bomb of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, set up a thing that'll just blow up. Yeah. And- I mean, we couldn't. No, uh, well... The three of us are fucked. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still think we're dead. I, yeah, there's no way we survive beyond a couple of hours. Well, I like the ocean thing. If we... Look, let, maybe, we're at, maybe we're at the island when this all kicks off. Well, we need to just move. <laughs> yeah. We oh, need to sure. take preemptive yep. action and probably move into that location already, just so we're ready. Yeah. Should we do that now? Should, like... This weekend, we probably maybe? should just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah do you reckon yeah. these things can swim? Oh fuck, they do swim. We saw it duck dive into the. Oh yeah, water. it can. They are so good at swimming. Oh, we're fucked. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, dead. I think we're fucked. Yeah, Tom's gonna yeah. fart. We're we'll all die. That's that's our oh, start. Oh shit. <laughs> Tom's favorite food, Rogan Josh. He's just gonna be shitting <laughs> and shitting, and we're gonna be getting cut in half. <laughs> Tom's gonna be like smashing Rogan Josh. We're gonna be like Tom. You need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Also, the most effective weapon seems to be you know like a shotgun, and right. in Australia we don't really have access to. <laughs> no. No, I think we're just, I just honestly do not see us. We don't go day 89. We're lucky to get to hour 89. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is very true. Yeah, we would die. We would die going to Coles to get some food. If you're eating a bag of chips at the moment they happen to be out and about, you're fucking cooked. Like, oh, yeah. Think of all the foods you couldn't eat anymore. Yeah. I love crunchy food. Mate, I love iceberg lettuce. Here's the thing, right? Imagine you're eating a packet of chips and you find out it happens. So you freeze. You're like, I won't eat these chips. But the bag's open in front of you. You can smell it. So you're like, maybe, maybe. Maybe I'll be really quiet with this chip. <laughs> just, just one. Just one. Just I won't make much noise. <laughs> Dead. I love that in this scenario, the three of us are the four-year-old boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been David. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners would like to contact us and tell us how you'd survive this terrible apocalypse, uh, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scary boys or individually i'm at midday pajamas i'm at carney from 55 and i'm an awkward treat stay scared everyone that was jazz baby 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.